0: just this warm weather and like just to be, be the freedom of just being outside that's just making people just not care it's more like ah oh, is this gonna be the day that i finally get covid
1: welcome everyone we are your host i'm tepesh
2: and i'm sonica
1: and this is what will people think
2: not really what will people think i don't know sam well let's chat shit and get creative with who we know
1: we may even learn something today
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 2 1 <laughs> What the fuck is that noise? For my end?
1: Yeah, it's the flutter. It just when you can't did that.
2: Okay, hold on. Oh, this is horrible. Yeah,
1: let's do this thing.
2: All right. And in five, four, three, two, one.
1: Hey, guys, welcome back. Thank you for all the feedback we've received from episode one. Really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, and uh, we're going to carry with us. Hopefully we'll get better. <laughs> So, last episode, we promised we'd tell you guys about what happened with the recording of episode one.
1: Oh my god, I don't even like talking about this anymore, Sam. But, like, basically, to cap it up, we had three hours of interview and it just vanished in thin air. I don't know yeah. what
2: happened. I'm not sure where that went might be in a parallel universe that nasa supposedly discovered in Antarctica.
1: <laughs> i heard about that i mean tmz didn't report it first this time so but we both know like who the true culprit was here motherfucking craig bot if you guys are content creators and listening to this please stay away from discord bot called craig bot it records when you sleep it's fucking <laughs> weird but we live and we learn. And for this episode, we got a great guest for you guys today. And before we do that, Sam, let's discuss what's happening.
2: Do you want to discuss the motherland first?
1: Yeah, sure. So for those of you that don't know what's going on, Eastern India and Bangladesh, that border was hit with a massive cyclone that started on Monday night.
2: Yeah. Tapesh, you wanna go ahead and pronounce the name of that cyclone?
1: That that's what you're gonna reply with? You're gonna put me on a spot like that. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh my god.
2: Come on, you can do it.
1: I've been practicing for like 10 minutes. But he here we does.
2: go. Amp- cyclone?
1: No, no, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> cyclone I'm fun The first cyclone, super cyclone, sorry, to hit the Bay of Bengal since 1999. And the wind speeds were around 100 to 115 miles per hour. Like, like our we don't travel that fast on cars like we could and that shit's fast but basically mother earth is lashing out at us right now
2: well at least 80 plus people have died because of this and thousands have been left homeless
1: and you know before all this this the cyclone like we're in covid time right now like uh, to be honest though like India and Bangladesh they were doing pretty okay with covid before all of before the cyclone
2: yeah i mean i agree for most parts i think like Sheikh Hasina is, um who is the prime minister of bangladesh her decision to reopen the markets for eid was definitely questionable but i would say like overall you know they were doing much better than america
1: don't worry sam we'll get to america
2: don't i worry. mean our thoughts and prayers are with the people that have been impacted because of this and honestly like screw thoughts and prayers if anyone actually knows how we can help out please 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 reach out to us Bangladesh is obviously a place that i hold very close to my heart
1: and same with me when it comes to india and like no matter how far we travel we'll always be with our roots but here's the chance sam let's talk about what is going on with america
2: well as of right now we are give or take uh six thousand deaths away from losing a hundred thousand americans and uh we can go ahead and credit that to our world leaders
1: (laughs) world leaders or our only leader president doctor engineer scientist donald j trump (laughs) yo Uh, Sam, this guy is exploiting his powers like no other. Like, have you noticed?
2: Yeah, I mean, we've definitely had very shitty presidents before, but this one is also a very shitty president. Did you hear about how he was tested for COVID and he claimed to have been tested, quote unquote, positively towards negative for COVID?
1: I mean, like, to be honest, he's like not that stupid. Like, he knows what he's doing. That's all I'm going to say. That's the problem because he has multiple agendas behind his thoughts and whatever the fuck he says. I mean, did you hear how like Trump is holding Como responsible for the nursing home shit that's been going on in New York?
2: Honestly, I feel like Como completely dropped the ball with that one. You know, we're going to discuss this with our expert friend when we talk about nursing homes in New York. And one of the things that we didn't mention, but we definitely should, is the mass genocide that's happening in nursing homes, all because Como decided to pack infected seniors into these homes. And it's taken him 47 days to reverse this policy. He should 100% be held accountable for all these debts, I feel.
1: Sure, I mean, I I feel that, but I don't know if genocide is the right term for it. I feel like, politics just being in the middle of our decisions with dealing with covid is just it just it's just wrong but you know the people are pissed rightfully so and maybe we'll need to get our glocks
2: yeah i mean that could be taken totally out of context if people were to skip the actual interview. <laughs> true
1: well i gotta i guess they gotta keep listening so you know sam i just got a question and you know, i just i have a question and i discovered this while taking a shit the other day
2: man Honestly, Tepesh, like you want your fucking dude-esque podcast so bad. Oh
1: my god.
2: Don't worry, don't worry. You'll you'll get your bar stool episode. But what is it that you were wondering the other day, Tepesh? <laughs> so
1: let me tell you the situation, right? So I was like taking a share and then I realized there's no toilet paper. So then I do the little peek over to the cabinet and I check and I'm like Fuck! There's no more rolls
2: Oh my you know, god! That's when and then like yeah yeah. Fucking bidet, man.
1: <laughs> what? Well, it's in the downstairs bathroom. Anyways, I was upstairs. I I decided to call out for my sister and I was like, yo, like someone, hello, like like nobody was listening to me for like two minutes and then I just I don't know something happened where I was thinking about like toilet paper shortages because of COVID and I don't know what clicked but then just the fact that my sister wasn't able to hear me because she always has headphones on but anyways it made me wonder (laughs) how the fuck are deaf people dealing with this
2: that is a great question and a fantastic segue to this topic
1: <laughs> of course of course you know
2: <laughs> let's not forget about the blind also I, mark.
1: yeah i mean that's the yeah exactly and you know the priorities in dealing with covid in america at least have been scattered between falsely prioritized agendas and personal motivations like there were a lot of things we kind of put on the back burner before covid even happened But now with COVID, we're going to have to fucking face it.
2: I'm also going to say that, you know, probably the lack of touch is probably not ideal for the deaf and blind community.
1: Or fully clothed masks. Like reading lips is a skill the deaf really rely on.
2: Yeah, that's also a good point. You want to go ahead and call our expert friends so we can discuss this further?
1: Nice segue. Well, wouldn't want to do it with anyone else either. So today's expert friend, an old roommate who is currently working in the healthcare field, and all together loves talking. My boy, Eris Raphael. Let's ring him in.
0: Wait, hold up. My mom. My mom is randomly calling me right now. Mama Raphael. But oh, what, um, wait, can you, <laughs> okay, you know why, because she asked me for something kind of like ridiculous in a way, that's why I had to, I had to go step out for a second. I was like, no, I can't just complete this out. But do you, so is it actively recording right now? And then do what do you guys do specifically? Do you guys like edit the clips? Yeah. House? Okay, good. My mom was asking me, because she's like, Aris, you have to move the car. And I'm like, why? Why are you telling me to move the car right now? And she's like, it's so hot, that it's gonna be hot inside the car. And because I, I parked it outside, because I was, I had the idea that it, that I'm gonna go out for a second later to go to um, groceries. And I want the car to be like hot. And then she's like, put it inside. It's gonna be, it's gonna be too hot. And I'm like, mom, you're not even gonna go outside today whatsoever. Why are you even concerned about the car? But then, uh, yeah, that's what happened. Wait, where talking? What are we talking about? <laughs>
2: So, Eris, before, you know, we caught you into the call, we were discussing the whole deaf and blind uh, situation. You know, how they rely so heavily on touch and how right now that's not really feasible because of the whole social distancing thing.
0: Hmm. You know, I what do you call it? When you introduced that topic before, like the other day. I started thinking about it as well. I was in my day to day like task at work visually impaired or just handicapped people how are they getting treated because i don't really see see anyone like well i guess if you're blind or something like that or visually impaired you would need like someone to guide you that's kind of like not really a thing i guess nowadays because of all this like covid going on and you have to have some kind of social distancing How, how else would they get around That's the biggest issue right
1: now with social distancing in place. They can't really touch their guides. And we have, what, tens, if not thousands, a few people that are blind and deaf here in America. And there's certain technologies in place that we have so far to help them, assist them on a day-to-day basis. Right now, what technologies are out there, such as refreshable Braille displays, where it's like a little computer that basically prints out Braille. Uh, for the blind to kind of read live conversations that might be happening, but that technology hasn't really been fully uh implemented. Take out the guide, it becomes that much harder. But like, how are your days in the hospital?
0: Oh, like a like a day to day kind of thing.
1: Yeah, like uh, how's the life of Eris? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so I work for a private company that takes over the the whole biomedical engineering uh, department for these hospitals in uh, Northern yeah. New Jersey. Um my day-to-day task, for something like that. If I'm going to that specific network, which is like my main network, I go go in, uh, I already have all my, just a face mask on, I have whatever my uniform is, you know, just like regular clothes or like scrubs all together. And then I go inside the hospital and there's usually, like immediately there's a line. There used to be like multiple entrances for a hospital, but they now limited it to the, main entrance and like the back entrance so like there will be just a long line just to get into these facilities and then there's a like a nurse's station because of temperature checks they do quick temperature readings which is like the one that uses like a scanner that goes that runs through your forehead literally takes like two seconds they just scan your forehead and then they read out like a temperature output and then they write it in your log and then yeah and then that's how you get inside at least a facility at least So you got to do this every day? Every single day. And then I work like Monday to Friday. They want to just make sure that like everyone, everyone who's like a staff member, they're not coming in as another infected person. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I have heard, and I've I've seen this from regular experience, that even if you have COVID, but as long as you don't display like the biggest symptoms, such as like fever, which is very, very, very contagious, and like coughing and wheezing and stuff, as long as your symptoms are still mild, you need to still work.
2: Wow. Are you guys getting tested? Who? Like um, the staff?
0: I guess you have to show some symptoms. That's the first thing. That's a trigger trigger thing. Because if you just, just tested like whatever, then it's kind of like almost a waste of time. Because in order to get testing, you need like a doctor's approval or there needs to be like kind of like some kind of like reasonable like suspicion that you might have it.
1: Do you think the lack of testing is the reason why they're not able to test you guys on a frequent basis or you give you that ability to be tested on a demand basis where it's just a need basis now?
0: Okay. First of all, like testing is usually not free whatsoever. I've seen, see, seen like different communities say like Jersey City, they actually provide te- free testing to all of its residents. So it's like, you can it's just a powerhouse over there of just people waiting in line, um, just able to get, to get tested for free. So not everyone has the luxury of that.
1: Yeah, not everywhere is New York. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, not everywhere is also New York. And this is like the epicenter, this like tri state region as well.
1: But think about it if you're not infected and you go to see a doctor and that doctor has COVID that they're non symptomatic and they're treating you, eventually you're going to get it. So, we're already like basically what I'm getting from what you're saying is you're going to walk in the hospital, be exposed to COVID, and potentially walk out with COVID because of the people around you, because of the environment, the surfaces, and all the way. It- you can, contam- you can uh, contract it. Yeah.
2: And as long as you're asymptomatic, you know, you don't really have to worry about it too much is what I'm getting.
0: Personally, I, I don't, I've I never been tested, so I can't even give that experience, that experience but yeah, that's basically the two things that I was saying.
1: On a weekly basis, like do you, vi- how many hospitals do you visit?
0: Um. Okay. On a weekly basis, I'll say two, two or three. Um, before I used just, I used to just stay in like a network of hospitals. Now, um, because of COVID, I have like I service like an entire like region because my company um, is partnered with a bunch of different hospitals and different hospitals just need c- certain stuff. They they don't have enough staff at like a bu- technician staff. Um, so they need to like send people.
1: Could, for the listeners, could you explain um, what like a,
0: a technician does? So what well, I'm a biomedical technician, right? So what basically do if you want to like just like summarize it really all together, all the medical devices and equipment that goes into a hospital get serviced or checked out by the biomedical engineering department first for the hospital or any medical facility. And what we do is basically repair and preventative the maintenance for all of these different devices. Some some fall within like our contract because we're you know we're a private company and we only service what we are like we're in contract for. So we don't service every single thing.
2: We're hearing from a lot of people that you know news in general is telling us that um, hospitals do not have the equipment that they need. Is that something that you can um, say? Yes, definitely, that's true.
0: Okay, so <laughs> um, this is coming from, I guess, May tenth. Pandemic has been going on for two months since it officially become been declared a pandemic. I've seen it and its worse. a bunch of like pumps just streaming fluids into them, and people who have COVID, they need like a bunch of different medications at once, or like something like ventilators. These were all like all in short supply because, you know, no one expected a pandemic to come to this scale. But at least for my main headquarter of hospital network in in northern New Jersey, I think it's been getting better. Equipment there, it's, it's definitely like during this time in March, that was like the worst time altogether. It was a bunch of short staff and not enough stuff was coming through when I was there. It was like I was just demanded on like so many different things that I don't even have parts to even repair for. So everyone's just like almost like in a queue of waiting for these equipment to all be prepared. But now, two months later, I guess the federal government, they they sent like so many different uh types of ventilators. There's like equipment that's been pur- purchased by the hospital. The stockpile stuff? Yeah, stockpile stuff. And then more stuff that's been donated from... I don't even know where, but... <laughs> other hospitals, I'm assuming? I guess I would assume other hospitals. Um, I've seen it definitely get a lot better. A little bit more, I would say, like quiet. It was much, much worse, like a month or two ago.
1: It's manageable, uh, you'd say.
0: Yes, definitely.
2: Mike Pence was actually recently caught on C-SPAN, and um, he was uh, placing boxes of PPE at a hospital, and... There was a lot of backlash because Jimmy Kimmel actually took this video and kind of edited it a bit to make it look like Mike Pence was giving the hospital empty boxes of what would have been PPE. Wait, what?
1: What? (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy Kimmel's a character. Love it. Love to see it.
2: But he got heavy backlash for that, of course. So I was, that's one of the things I wanted to ask was like, besides ventilators, what what about like um, masks? Do we... Do hospitals have enough of those? Do they have enough actual, you know, personal protective equipment or?
0: Oh, my God. All right. So for masks, <laughs> there was a time, I guess, where uh, face shields for N95s, you always hear about these these respirators. There's always a short, short supply of those. Definitely for those, like, I carry my respirator and I use the same thing, like, for for the entire week, medical staff. Depending on, like, which department that you're in altogether, you'll either get, like, one, like, once a day or maybe one every other day. I know for, like, my mom's a nurse as well. She gets one literally, like, every two days. (laughs) So, but they can't just give it as freely before because before, how it used to be is when you leave a patient's room, like, all your PPE is just thrown out right away. It's, like, a one-time use thing. Now it's, like, after you visit, I'm just assuming, like, 10 patient rooms, 20 patient rooms for the day. Oh, that's enough. That's that. Your mask still works and still, you know, quote unquote, clean in a way that you can use it for the next two days, which is kind of gross. If you, if you want to think about it like that, like, come on, like you're, I don't know if you guys have like an N95 or a respirator at home, but that thing is really like very, very um, like hard to breathe, hard to breathe in. Not not like not like a regular like surgical mask that you see like everyone wearing around. just imagine like you wearing that for eight hours straight, and then all the stuff that's all the b s that's coming through your mouth is just sticking on to that thing since we're like on the topic of like what you guys are doing to
1: prevent the spread yourself and like what you had to wear in the hospitals and stuff, could you walk us through like you walk in the hospital, you get your temperature checked, but now you're suiting up like could you describe us like how? The gear is? Yeah, how the gear is put together?
0: If I'm doing rounds or whatever service call that I have to go into a COVID room slash COVID area slash whatever, and I have to wear first the N95, I have to either find one and scavenge for one, like look, look everywhere for one, or I use my old one that I keep in my like a little plastic bag. And then for extra security, extra like preventive measures, I get a regular... Um, like regular disposable surgical mask. And I put that over the N- 1095 mask. After that, what else goes on my head? Oh, I get the hairnet, cover my hair. And then I get one of these face shields as well. So that's four, how many things on my head so far? That's four things. And then I get in the PPE gown. Different hospitals have different things, but usually this thing is plastic, some type of polymer. Sometimes I wear foot coverings as well, protect the shoes. And I think there's one last thing. Oh, glove, of course. <laughs> But the the biggest problem is the heat. Gotcha. There's four, there's four things on your head. The temperature, like sometimes in some areas, can be a little like, um, what do you call it? The ventilation not really the best. And just imagining doing that. And then sometimes you just have this anxiety going into a, to a COVID room that you're just like, you just start heating up altogether. And having that restrictive breathing doesn't make it any single better. It's very, very, very uncomfortable. And, but I just imagine all of these other like aids like nurse aides or just nurses or doctors all together that just um, walk around the ho- entire hospital with full PPE on. It's like that SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob got the suds and they had those people walk in. <laughs> yeah.
2: There is a SpongeBob reference for it all.
0: Yes. It's, like, <laughs> it's like every everyone's wearing a hazmat suit all together.
1: You mentioned that your mom's also a healthcare worker. Um, what are you guys doing to kind of socially distance after hours?
0: Let's talk about just going into, um, just coming back home um, to my house in New Jersey. So since both of us work with COVID patients, what we usually do, it's literally like you have to strip before you even like come into the house and then throw, throw all the stuff like that you have into the laundry. So since I have a garage, I literally like strip in my car, take off like every single thing, like my my top my bottom and i'm just like walking in basically with boxers and socks <laughs> uh, it's, it's like it's a little like crazy that must
2: be nice for the neighbors
0: <laughs> oh no nah, no nah. we're at least we're in inside like if i had to like do it outside i'd be like all right this is a little like loco right and then <laughs> immediately after that we go shower right away and then after that then we're like all right we're cool all together my mom and i trying to think, like, when was the last time I, like, mean like, kind of sad or just, like, any physical contact with my mom altogether. Now I'm thinking about it because her birthday was in March. I'm like, did I even
1: hug her? Do you feel like it takes a mental toll on you and your family?
0: Um, No, I think it's, well, I mean, it kind of sucks that you can't, you know, hug your parent, but. I guess since we both work in healthcare, it's like, it's understandable. We all, we both know the risks. Like sometimes we just give like just a little bit of distance. We don't really come close, but we don't like avoid each other. But if I was in a situation where I had a lot more family members and everyone is just like, like, eh, don't don't come close or anything like that. I would be like, oh, that would, that would truly, uh, truly hurt a lot. Like, I don't know about you guys and how you, you're, family members are reacting to all of this. Some families, I've seen them, they go to the grocery store. They're just like disinfecting all of the groceries.
1: Yep. That's where I stand. That's what my parents do.
0: Like I, my mom doesn't. <laughs> like different families react to different ways. My mom, she's she's also a doctor as well, which sometimes I'm like a little sus that she, I'm like, maybe we should take a little bit more precautions. I trust all of her medical advice. I mean, if it's working and we're not infected yet it's been like 2 months since since like the first first wave and everything like
1: have you considered maybe the chance that you guys are asymptomatic and you've already passed through it so
0: <laughs> i've always been thinking about that actually i think it was been 2 weeks 2 weeks ago now so my mom i know that we both work with covid patients all together but she since she's a nurse what do you call it? she had more direct contact with these covid patients so 2 weeks ago i was at work and then she called me, and then she's like, "Aris, like I, I went home. I went for went home for the oh, day, and as well. Oh my god! And I'm like, oh my god! I, like I died inside. I was like, no weeks. Like I'll say, like weeks leading up to that, like two weeks even prior to that incident, when I would be home, I would hear, I would hear her in like in the morning or like after work or whatever. I would hear her, and she's like coughing, like like something very very concerning. Yeah, and I'm like. I'm, like, getting even more paranoid in my head because I'm like, oh, my God. My mom is working with COVID patients. She is the most at-risk population, and she works every single day. And I'm just like, I'm going to get it. And then because she's going to get it, I was more concerned for her because, you know, she's more at-risk, at least for me. Like, maybe I can survive something like that, but, like, like the mortality rate for her age group is not... It's a little um a little more higher on my end weeks leading up to that i i asked her like like mom like are you good (laughs) like you good listening to your your coffee am i are we supposed to like just be chill about this you good we good yeah like (laughs) like are you like are you serious right now and then she's like oh no aris that's nothing to be scared of this is just my morning yoga (laughs) and i was like what and then she's like aris don't you hear me in the morning like because apparently what she does for her yoga or whatever. So she had to like deeply inhale. And then she had to like quickly like release and like have like a release all that air out right away. So it it's like that. And then she does that multiple times altogether. I'm like, all right. <laughs>
2: A lot of hospitals are kind of making, you know, COVID a priority over other illnesses, other procedures, other surgeries. That's something that you're seeing ultimately?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. altogether. Oh, my God. So, say for my main main hospital, ever since maybe the start of March, I've seen the, the change of all of these different departments going into COVID.
2: Yeah, a lot of like makeshift floors, right? That are turning into ICUs.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, well, specifically for um, where my office is, where my work area is for my main hospital, I'm like right in front of the ICU. So once, once when COVID first started started happening in the hospital, I would just hear like, like all these different patients going into these ICU. Just be a little bit paranoid because I'm just like, oh my god, I'm like that close. And I didn't realize. How, how fast COVID was coming to this hospital. Like it would be first ICU and then the cardiac care unit, which is almost like a, another ICU. That turned into another COVID place. I'll say 75% of all the departments just became like COVID. Like it would just be designate, designated by floor. But now every single floor has COVID patients. They have, um, or every single room that had a COVID patient, they have like a bunch of uh, warning signs in front of it. I don't even I, now that I'm thinking about it. I don't even know. I feel like it's almost, the entire hospital is just 100% covid people because I haven't seen like someone with regular regular uh, illnesses.
2: I've heard that a lot of emergency department uh such as the Long Island Jewish Medical Center uh they're treating every patient like a possible covid-19 patient and they're given a mask. Is that something that you're seeing in the hospitals you work Regardless at? Regardless of the situation.
0: Regardless of okay, interesting.
2: Could that be why it looks like everyone is being treated for COVID? Do you think?
0: I, I guess immediately, I mean, nowadays, I feel like if you if you have to be going to a hospital, it has to be like something COVID related. I mean, you had to walk through the same doors as a COVID patient
1: as you do if you weren't a COVID patient, right? To even enter when you get your temperature checked, like you're being exposed immediately on site the second you walk in.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a possible exposure at any single time. I've seen that... Like live with my patient. There's been employees that or hospital employees that's been infected, unfortunately, because of this. And then even my own coworkers too on my team that uh that that's been um infected as well. Oh, coworkers being infected. I mean, how how has that been going? Oh man. So I'm just gonna relate every single thing to my like my main hospital because that's the that's my like that's my baby place. <laughs> my team in there Consists of like my manager, my assistant manager, and then I don't even know how many of us. Maybe like eight, eight technicians, including me. So like around like ten people. Got you, got you. This was back in begin like early March. My man, my assistant manager started like this is when COVID's like you know popping all together. It's just it's becoming lit. (laughs) It's like the hype for it is just like getting like more and more serious. And then my assistant manager, he um he starts he starts coughing a lot and then we're just like oh man oh like he planned this way 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 in advance and he's like peace guys i'm gonna go to cancun for a week so he leaves (laughs) he just leaves altogether (laughs) and then during that same week that he left my my assistant manager like called out of work for a while and he's like i'm really like he started getting really really sick finally got tested positive he was the first case altogether for all of us that got tested positive for uh for covid so now everyone's a little bit more paranoid because since like oh since we're all in the same like shop altogether, um we're like almost in direct contact with this guy so now we're just like oh no and then the week afterward um one of my one of my co-workers started he called out yeah, that week so I think like four people called out. Wow, that's half your team right there. <laughs> so the guy who went to Cancun altogether, he's been like talking about COVID for like ever since the year started. About these all these cases and getting us more and more paranoid. He's been like, oh my God, guys, like COVID came to Cali. He, he would say like, oh my God, guys, like it's in, it's in New York now. Yo, it's going to get us. It was finally coming and everything. He was like, all right, peace. I'm going to Cancun. And we were telling him, oh God, like don't go. All together, like do you not. You're the one like hyping up all these news on not to go, and then airplane travel is not the best right now. And he's like, "Yo, yo don't worry about it." <laughs> he went with his girlfriend. His girlfriend got COVID, and then since they lived together, they had to be quarantined together. So he was out. So that's that guy. Another guy. Is this
1: your assistant manager? The other guy.
0: The oh, not. Um, <laughs> I I totally forgot about that guy. So I think out of all of us, that guy had the most serious case because he actually got hospitalized. I don't know if you know about like. Um, like oxygen sat- saturation or hemoglobin in the blood. But his, his O2 was at 70% on the respirator, which is like, you're not even awake. <laughs> That's not enough oxygen for to keep you con- conscious. And he was on the, on the respirator, well, not respirator, a ventilator, I'm sorry, a ventilator during that entire time. So we were really, all of us were really, 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 really worried about him for a while because we were like, oh my God. It's a low chance situation. It's it's the worst position to be in. One one of us is actually gonna like die altogether. Like this is like getting a little bit crazy altogether. Horrible. I'm trying to even think of like how many other. So there another guy started testing positive. Wait, did you mention he got better? Yes. Yeah, so oh um so that was um about like a month ago that it happened, and he actually came back. <laughs> that, that assistant manager he actually came back last week. Like I I heard rumors about like even if you have COVID. And you're cleared to work. There's still you can still come back to work. Still have to work altogether. I think that's kind of that's kind of messed up. And he, I, I was like approaching him. I was like, oh my god, you're you're back. And he's like, I was like, oh hey, Aris. And he was about to say Aris, and then he started coughing and wheezing altogether. And I'm like, oh my. And I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like happy that you're back and you're you're actually like you're actually stable altogether and you're not in the hospital bed. But like, oh my God! I can't believe this guy is back at work, and I'm gonna get infected like everyone else.
2: No,
1: uh, I mean that's good to hear. He recovered, so that's really good.
2: So we're discussing how contagious, you know, COVID is, and one of the things is is that um, people of age are more likely to get COVID, right?
0: Wait, people of you mean to to get to get it?
2: People that of age, you know. Yeah, that they're, they're more likely to get it, to have the symptoms, to actually die from it. Is that something that you would say is true?
0: Oh, I see. Okay. Well, are you are you comparing like the likelihood of someone getting infected, like to a twenty year old versus like a fifty year old? Is that what you're saying?
2: mm mm-hmm. Yes.
0: I would I would argue like not really in that sense, but I would say that probably the fifty year old will probably display like more like obvious more obvious symptoms rather than the 20 year old who may probably more be be more asymptomatic altogether
2: so people our age should also take it seriously right yeah I'll, despite I'll not really showing symptoms it's still something that we should take into consideration
0: oh definitely that's why with this whole entire thing like you guys hear about you know NJ state parks opening up i know it's like go- government order or the governor finally Open up all these parks, but like you guys still think about like social distancing in a way that you still need to be well clear from everyone else. You, I know you can go outside, it's great to go to a park because it's beautiful weather outside, but you still need to have all these like distance in place to keep yourself safe and keep everyone else safe. Like you can, you've, you've seen like it's gonna be another surge of, of people getting infected. I don't know, it's kind of like almost a slap in the face. Like people want to go outside because it's been like two months. And weather's been good, but you know you still have to keep in mind that this thing is not over. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be over anytime soon. I don't know if you guys saw what um, Mayor de Blasio said for New York City. And I can understand that definitely in New York City's case because they're, they're really, really, really bad over there.
2: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned New York because um, Como actually recently said that all nursing home staffs, they have to get tested for COVID twice a week. And it's not optional; it's mandatory. So, um, you know, just to go back to what I was saying earlier about people of age. In your hospitals, um, do you see like the elder pa- patients? Do you think that they're more isolated?
0: If they they treat all if all patients the same way, it's more like if you're if you, whether or not you have more symptoms. But I, I want to talk more about, uh, people of old age and what you were saying about nursing homes my girl, she, she's she's a nurse as well. She works in New York City and she has to go through like all of this different like stuff that goes on in nursing homes. And I've seen like her, her situation, I've seen it's much, much worse than I guess a regular hospital situation because nursing homes, people in nursing homes, like you have to understand the situation a person has to be in for to be even placed in a nursing home. They either have like some kind of acute care, which is like like they're being cared for, and they have like minor illnesses and everything, or they're there for long term, which they're just like they're basically there until they're 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 gonna die altogether. Like I've seen their quality of life that how she's explained to me, like basically every single day when she ever she goes to work, and I don't know if you guys know, but you can't go into medical facilities now. You like you can't visit um, patients anymore. You know these are people like well over age fifty. Some are 90, some are 80, and then literally one, and then people are just, one person is infected. Since there's no like real cure for COVID, you can only treat the symptoms. And these people already have like weakened immune systems, weakened mental systems altogether. Like it's already hard for them. They're just, by the end of those two weeks, they're already like dead.
1: And that's what people are finding is these
0: nursing homes with multiple dead bodies. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's almost like if, if you're already in a nursing home, Like, it's like, that's it. You're just, you're just waiting for yourself to be infected and you're waiting for yourself for yourself to just pass on you and you, and you can't have anyone visit you as well. It's just like, you're just waiting for that, the infection to pass through and get you.
2: So, I mean, it sucks because obviously the physical contact is no longer there, but would you say that nurses are utilizing technology? Like, do you, like, did your girlfriend ever say anything about like zoom meetings with families?
0: So, I'm gonna. So I'll say I'll say for those two things I'll mention my girlfriend, and my mom. My mom, like sometimes she would be she would be actually working from home. She does. I don't know if you guys know what telehealth is. Have you guys heard of that telehealth? No, what's mm-hmm. that? Telehealth, like telephone. Telehealth. Tell us about it. She works like two ways, like from a, from a clinic base to like a hospital base. Um, she's given the luxury of just staying home over here, and she can work from home because, um, telehealth is like. When you have like symptoms, or you you want to call your doctor, and you're you just want to discuss your doctor with like whatever symptoms that you have, and everything. So she does.
2: No, oh, it's like a WebM D, but you know, with a person.
0: <laughs> yeah, like a web MD kind of thing. Kind of, like they, like the, this kind of technology, I've seen like you know that was only like not much really in use. Like like who who wants to just call their doctor? I'm just gonna go see the doctor itself. But now that's that, that's more of a not really like a convenient way or it's kind of risky risky to come outside and or like just making an appointment altogether. so instead she just kind of just facetimes these patients all together and then she, she she discussed with them like like how are they feeling like like do i need to refer you anywhere else do you need to fulfill your medication she has like a list of patients that she goes through every single day that she has to either contact or they or they're they're transferred to her the nursing home situation so since the, since families can't see their, um, their loved ones. So they, what they do, yeah, they, they utilize FaceTime altogether and then they still kind of keep, keep contact with them kind of bad altogether because like, say the person has COVID and then they're getting like really, really, really bad at, at a point, uh, like during the FaceTime, they're like actually seeing their last breaths or like before they finally expire. And that's, how it is on like FaceTime. I actually saw um a, a Facebook post from one of my, my friends in New York and he actually saw his, his dad pass away on FaceTime because of COVID and I was like oh my god just imagine not being able to just be on bedside on them with them during that entire thing. It's just like wow that's that's unimaginable. I can't imagine like what families have to go through and just They had to stare at their loved one, literally like dying right there instead of being just right beside them.
1: I mean, see, we're talking about technology right now and going back to the topic of blind and deaf right now is a good, very crucial time for tech to step up its game and really assist those type of people. And even situations like this, like using Zoom, using this telehealth, like for them uh, they're starting to see difficulty in education for these for those people. So they're resorting to like these online interpreters uh, that kind of FaceTime them just like your mom is instead of talking about like health-related and like uh, hospital-related stuff, they're translating for them real time when that's like something that I feel like, you know, we could mimic to help uh, the blind and deaf out for sure. If you're deaf, like sign language interpreters, ASL.
2: Let's not forget the transparent masks that are in the works right oh, now. Oh,
1: yeah. Transparent
0: mask. Have you heard of the transparent mask, Iris? Transparent mask? Transparent mask? I, I actually haven't. What What does it?
1: So basically, like, because a lot of deaf people, they rely on watching the lips of uh, someone else to figure out what they say. Um, there's transparent masks being made by some people to kind of support that who are working, right? Like, a lot of the times, they don't know what the fuck's going on. People are talking to them, especially during these times, keeping social distance, and they're like, what the fuck are you saying, bruh? But having, like, transparent masks helps them
0: kind of be like, okay, that guy's saying go get the whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I was imagining when you said, like, transparent masks? I'm, I'm like, thinking, like, like how it would, it would look visually, like – because since you're like a, a mass is kind of like so close to your face, like if you have like, I'm just imagine like imagine it like this, like having tape on your lips and you, it's so close to your mouth. And I'm thinking like a transparent mass is just like, it just looks so funny that you look like you're just kissing the mask. <laughs> like
3: like mm.
1: Yeah. Essentially what it looks like if if you Google it, it's um, a regular surgical mask, but they made a square cutlet for like where your mouth is. So that like,
0: yeah, so you can see like the mouth. Ah, I do see. That is that is pretty cool. I think it. What what did they use? I guess kind of like polyethylene or some kind of plastic. Plastic over. It's pretty simple, actually. Altogether, I I would kind of like prefer that, like over a regular mask, just just for me itself, because. I guess for how Filipinos like point sometimes if they use their mouth, they're just like mm, over there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Body language is really important.
0: Facial expressions. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. It would help everyone. I mean, not just the blind and deaf, like, you know, me and my friends we were talking about going back to a bar. Like if we have to wear masks and try to talk to people, it's like, you don't get to see their whole face. You know, it's like, you can't make that really like body language interaction. You know, you can't tell if the other person is smiling at the moment at what you're saying or like, just like trying to pass the time you know it's like transparent mass will not only help the deaf and blind but also just everyone around us so we can make this part of like the norm because that's where we're headed towards is a new norm and transparent mass will give us at least that sense of like understanding of what the other person is feeling through facial expressions because that's huge
2: could you imagine just like going to a bar and being like hey baby let me buy you a drink and you can't like really see their face so you're not sure if they're like a psychopath or something
1: Wait, pause. i never even thought about, like, what are you going to do when you get the drink?
0: Like, do you take off your mask? <laughs> what if they have, like, bad teeth altogether? You know? Like, like, what if you have, like, some kind of, like, you have, like, one tooth altogether? Maybe,
2: maybe, maybe the mask. But that's catfishing at that point because you're assuming they have teeth.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, that was, uh... You know that I was actually imagining when you said uh, transparent mask? I don't know if you guys ever seen, like, what a ne- the, the nebulizer you guys know what the nebulizer no, what is, is that? i i actually had to use these kind of masks when i was a when i was a child because i had my, minor asthma and it's like a very fitted mask that goes uh around your you guys can search it up for a second just search up nebulizer masks and it's just it transfers um some like opens up your lungs a little bit it transfers liquid in like through like steam and it it is, it is like a it is kind of like transparent altogether. It's it's almost like a kind of gas mask in a way. But I'm I'm just imagining like, you know, this could and that you you show me that transparent mask. I'm like, you know, you can just I feel like you can kinda of make almost like an N ninety five.
1: Make a, like a mouthpiece that kind of sticks on. Yeah. I feel like this could be the next step. I don't more visually appealing. Yeah, yeah. No totally. I, I see, I see what you mean.
2: Just far more efficient truthfully i mean even like the chanel masks you know they only do so much for the drip (laughs) yo designer masks
0: designer masks yo sometimes like when i see you know like you can wear and the cdc says like you can you have to wear some type of like facial covering but some of these some of these people i i seen outside with their with their cloth masks some of them are like ridiculous sometimes it would just be like their cloth masks would have like their like the drawing of a tongue out altogether And I'm just, I can't look at this guy, seriously. <laughs> Get your mask game up, bruh.
2: So we've been discussing America's healthcare and what's going on right now in terms of equipment and just general care. Um, I was wondering, what are your thoughts on universal healthcare? And do you think it's something that could ever be feasible in America? Like, could we ever adopt it?
0: So people our age is more in for a, like a liberal side.
2: Bernie,
0: Bernie, like Bernie, Bernie, yeah, yeah, whatever. I like <laughs> you know don't get me wrong. I like I like Bernie, like I like some of his things, but you know some sometimes I'm a little uh, I'm, I'm more on like a realistic side, like um more of a I'm more of a like a kind of republic.
3: Our enemies are innovative and resourceful, and so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we.
0: That. Whole idea with universal health care. I mean, I I would I would love that. I mean, I, I love the idea for like something like that. But I feel like it's a little bit too dreamy. I know a bunch of like modern societies are now adopting to that system. They like Canada, I don't even know. I think UK since like there's already a big shortage of like healthcare workers, insurance companies, that entire healthcare insurance industry is just going to be so like wiped out that just it's almost unfeasible for me. Making it free, I don't. I don't know. I know, like morally wise, it's important for a person to be healthy. Like these wait times for for doctors and just the type of care. Like the effects of having something like diversified means like you'll you'll have there's like a competition to have better healthcare or better better this or better that. Like I'm I'm for that rather than something being like just a national thing and only have one type of thing, that means everyone's just going to have the same amount of care. But sometimes it would just, it might just be damaging in in the sense that it, it won't have like, there's no strive to have a better product.
2: I mean, America definitely does have like a very expensive healthcare. And the problem is, is that it's not easily distributed, I would say, which is the issue. So do you believe that healthy people should pay for others' medical care? which is basically what universal healthcare is. Do you feel that people that can financially provide do you feel that it is their civic duty to do it?
0: See, it's true. That's not not even just healthcare in general, just like just that's a whole basis of taxes like for anything altogether like all right, so I'm now in a better area. So where should I start off? I mean it would be nice, good person just passing passing it on but if you're rich and financially stable should you be morally morally obligated to be helping the other people i want to say no but i i don't want want to sound like an asshole (laughs) because i like having options like having oh you should you should only you can either do it or you can't or you or you don't do it i like having that option
2: so then, um, would you say that overall, compared to other countries and what they're doing, would you say that America is doing everything that they possibly can? Dun, dun, dun.
0: Oh, no. I don't know if you guys heard about New Zealand New Zealand, and, and Taiwan. Taiwan. Oh, yeah. Other parts of the country, like the whole country, is kind of, it's just so torn right now. Like the USA, it's just so torn on like whether or not they're open or not because people are just frustrated to go outside. And I understand people who are just in like bumblefuck nowhere. They're just like, why? Why do we have to su- be subject to this? When people are like in more high density population areas, say like Cali or like here in the tri-state area, where they're more prone to infection, like why are we suffering the same way? Like it's these measures that if you're not if you're away from someone, you're definitely not going to get it because there's no other way. There's no possible way for you to do it. These simple simple measures. If you just say like, oh, everything is open now, now it, it's like. Everyone's more, it's, it's literally encouraging people to go outside and just infect people altogether.
2: Just to um, go back to what you were saying about New Zealand's prime minister, you know, um, prime minister Jacinda, she enforced very strict social distancing rules and just general quarantine. And they took it seriously, which is why they were able to, quote unquote, beat it. While as America, what you were saying about health care and just general choices, I feel, America is always big on having the choice to say yes or to say no.
1: But I still will never understand that, though. Like, just because the government and the news is saying it's all good to go, people are more inclined to go. Like, does it not click with people that nothing has changed? Like, it's still like, we're not treating and curing this disease. We are simply treating the symptoms. We're not, we have no cure. Like, where is that gap forming with people where it's like media saying it's all right, so we're let's go, let's go fucking go to the beaches and shit, like nah that's ridiculous in my opinion like uh, in terms of going out and stuff you need to realize there that nothing has changed
2: absolutely and as of you know may 10th i want to say because murphy is actually doing like regular updates on what's going on with covid in new jersey we have nine thousand two hundred fifty five lives lost because of covid and people are still giving him shit because he did you know um increase the days of staying home i think he added another extra 30 days to his stay home order yeah
0: i want to say for for new york i would add because i i see there's like like everyone just there's a lot of people who give a fuck and then there's people who just do not give a fuck whatsoever just say for homeless people in a sense i still get like i'm just driving through the streets in your in manhattan and then there's these poor homeless people who are just like they don't really even have anywhere to go and they and I don't know how they can even afford or find a mask altogether. And they're still banging on my windows asking for change. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm not opening this window. What if you, you're you're gonna give me the virus or something like that? There's people who just sit around altogether. They're just not social distancing. Kind of frightening because like you see all these news for New York. They're thinking about like just mask waves altogether. Literally, New York is the epicenter of this entire disease for the country. For for the USA, it's just just this warm weather and like. Just to be be the freedom of just being outside. That's just making people just not care. It's more like ah, is this gonna be the day that I finally get COVID?
1: I mean, New Jersey is doing a really good job, you know, in terms of daily updates and. But uh, besides like all the enforcing and stuff, there's actual like development and like research going into helping this whole situation. I don't know, Eris, but have you heard about Rutgers and what they've been up to?
0: Yeah, they did their um they just got FDA approved for like some kind of rapid testing or something like that?
1: Yeah. So there's um, Rutgers CDR Infinite Biologics. It's a part of the Rutgers Human Genetic Institute of New Jersey. It's like the largest university-based cell and DNA repository. They came up with a new at-home saliva self-collection test. And basically, instead of doing the, the standard uh, nose and throat swab at the healthcare facilities and testing locations, they letting it come to your house where you test yourself using the saliva test and that way you don't need to go to a physical location and have interactions with the healthcare professionals not only does that speed up the process but are you putting less lives at risk whether you're the person that's trying to get tested or the healthcare worker and it's right in our backyard ruckers man throw back to those rucker nights right
2: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so like what is the process for being fda approved and I'm, I'm just actually curious about that
0: i am um, usually fda approval usually just take like years not even i'm I'm, I'm sorry not years but like months basically what they get is a
1: fda emergency use authorization and Rutgers actually has obtained two of these so the first one being for this at home saliva test um but then the second one they recently got approval granted by fda to allow healthcare workers to collect people's saliva and also launch a genetic testing service for coronavirus that can test thousands of samples daily. So they're working on not just like making it more convenient to have these tests, but now they're focusing on making sure the testing process, the analysis of it, can be done on a large scale. It increases the number of samples they can evaluate in the tens of thousands.
2: That's crazy. I mean, that's literally history being made. Um, Tapesh actually had me pick up a particular package. From a fellow Rutgers student, and the fellow Rutgers student had um, just been tested using the new saliva.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> a particular package. That's pretty cool too.
1: <laughs> anyway, back on topic. I got one more Rutgers thing I want to bring up, and it's pretty impressive to hear this name of uh, this large, you know, recognized university doing so much. They, in fact, have launched a new clinical trial where they're testing the safety and efficiency of an oral anti-inflammatory drug that they're calling EDP-1815. And it's basically going to be given, actually started a few days ago here, they're giving these newly hospitalized COVID-19 patients at Robert Wood Johnson University, this, uh, taking them in for this trial where they're giving half of them a placebo and half of them this uh, anti-inflammatory drug. And just so people know it's basically been used before for treating multiple inflammatory diseases such as psoriasis so it acts on the surface of the gut and doesn't circulate throughout the body so patients aren't at risk for drug interactions unlike other existing anti-inflammatories which can't be used in combination with other covid 19 medicines
0: that's true because I don't know if you guys hear about the um, you can't if you're tested positive with covid you can't be uh, using something um, this non- non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. You can't be using that for COVID patients. So you can't take something like uh, like Advil or ibuprofen as, as the generic name.
1: Yeah, they're taking in 60 people right now and half of them are getting placebo, half of them the drug. And the next 14 days of this trial, they're going to see if the treatment reduces the need for oxygen therapy. And they can these patients can enter the trial within thirty six hours after arriving to the emergency department with symptoms.
0: Thirty-six hours after coming to the e-
1: ER or ED? After um, you know, arriving in the emergency department with symptoms and testing positive for the virus. So those are the two criteria. Mm. Yeah, the race to cure to find a cure. You know, I always wondered like is it wrong of us to capitalize on finding the cure and then kind of selling it out? to other countries or is it our human obligation to provide a cure for such a deadly virus that is wiping out the masses you know but right now the model is set up for capitalization and uh, monetization sorry um and in my opinion i think that's fucked because like yeah people should make money off this the research needs to pay off somehow right all these investors and stuff but you know, universal health care, considering that discussion and stuff, like it would lean more towards the model of let's just give this to everyone because this is our human moral right.
2: I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like America is currently, um, they are taking care of testing, right? Not the actual treatments that are being done. So I'm sure like hospital bills right now are just like stacked, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, no doubt. Because just COVID testing altogether, going back earlier with just like some communities giving out for free, which is like, huh? Because I've heard that COVID testing is actually like pretty pricey. Like it's not, that's not, that's usually not covered by insurance and that costs like a few hundred dollars. I don't know if you guys heard about this as well, that they're they're going to harvest the, the antibodies from, the, from people's bloods. Uh, for people who did test positive for COVID and then they did survive it, they're gonna infuse those antibodies to people who are like currently have the disease and not progressing as like they're not as healthy like that testing. And I was I was looking at the bill for that, and that's what discouraged me from actually doing doing like something like that because it's over two hundred dollars just to just to do the testing, and you don't even know if it's gonna be if you're gonna qualify it or not. And or if something goes wrong, I mean shit, you're putting your life at risk.
2: So in terms of like monetizing the cure, I mean, if America finds it, it's probably hundred percent going to happen, right? We're monetizing this shit, like that's happening. Yeah. But like, let's say like Canada finds it, do you think that they'd be more compassionate?
0: Everyone, everyone loves Canada. They they have like good gay, they have good LGBTQ rights. Their health care is free. Like everyone seems to be happy with Canada altogether. But I wonder, I. I'm pretty, I, I think I read this before about Canada, something about their healthcare system. And it's like a lot of like their budget for healthcare and their wait times for, because of the, the, they have universal healthcare, like it's a little harder for them to like receive like actual care, like their wait times for emergency rooms, four times as long that, that comparing it to American ones, just because they just have like an influx. Of, like, all these different people just coming in for just varying illnesses. And I don't think anyone has, like, the incentive to just be healthy because it's all going to be covered and it's all going to be free. So it's like, I'm just going to just mess up my body.
2: Oh, come on. You can't say that. You can't say people are purposely getting sick so that they can take advantage of free healthcare.
0: I don't know. It's not, it's not. Purposely getting sick, it's more like they don't have the incentive. The I guess like I heard different provinces of Canada because of healthcare, like sixty percent of their budget goes just towards like going into into healthcare and just just I don't know this universal. I would say it's more like it should be definitely more affordable.
2: Yeah, like we said earlier, you know, uh, for America, it's always going to be about the choices rather than the consequences. um they want the option to go outside and mingle because they feel that is the the right that they have as Americans. And it doesn't really bother them too much that people will die because people always die.
1: Throw back to when we considered the flu to be the worst thing that kills multiple people, and that really just happened in like the first few weeks of covid
0: that was a that was a very that's a really tough time because since flu season, and they have almost like similar symptoms altogether. So hard to identify.
2: Oh my God. Every time I was coughing, I was like, do I have COVID? Is it allergies? Is it flu? Am I dying?
0: Yeah. Like my mom, like, oh, it's, it's not COVID or it's the flu. It's yoga. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not to really go too much into it, but since we were kind of discussing Canada, um, did you guys just hear about Chudo- Banning military-style assault weapons in Canada?
0: I did because of that um, because of that um, police shooting. I, it was a, it was like the worst worst shooting in in Canada's history or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm. In Nova Scotia, yeah. And could you imagine what worst shooting in terms of Canada is? Uh, like us, we had 417 mass shootings last year. We had more mass shootings than days in a year.
0: I don't know. I'm like I'm I'm mixed with this. Right to bear arms, because like sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I actually joke around with my girl and my mom. Sometimes I'm like, when are we gonna buy? It was like, yo, this this pandemic gonna get a little crazy. Yo, looting's gonna happen. Like, when am I gonna b- buy my Glock, Glock, mom? <laughs> Glock nine. When am I gonna? When am I gonna? When am I gonna defend this house in case of the the, the robbers that come in? Whatever.
2: Do you think that that's a potential aftermath? this pandemic
0: with covid no that's a that's a little that's a little too much because that the, the mortality rate for for covid is just like five percent if it was something more more deadly like if the mortality rate was like 25 percent um or like even scary as 50 percent, or like 100 percent like some kind of like zombie apocalypse scenario definitely I mean, look, we have 5%, all right? But you can't downplay
1: what's happening right now in the news. Like you have, uh, because all of a sudden there's like dark cultures that are, you know, festering for so long and now they've given, they are gotten this, this excuse of COVID and this hysteria by the media to start acting upon it. 5% is right now. And we're here witnessing and we can see on the news every day, like something or another about injustice being demonstrated by citizens. And it's, like, if 5% can lead to that, like, why can't someone just start, like, going crazy and start, like, robbing houses for food or even just, like, to, I don't know, be like, fuck it, like, we're all dying anyways, let's just let me go get my million dollar house that I've always wanted. But,
2: I mean, in terms of taking advantage of this whole pandemic, you know, like, what's happening in New York with people that are protesting outside, wanting their prom back and, like, all this other bullshit, how how do you guys feel about all that happening? (laughs)
0: <laughs> like are you? Are you, are you crazy? Like, come on.
2: I mean, I get it. Wrong.
0: Yo, like, <laughs> if I was in high school right now, I would be so tight altogether. I would just be like, oh my god.
1: I mean, come on, bro. We have like our friends who are supposed to graduate this year, and they're not able to have a proper graduation. It's it is. I could feel for them.
0: I would be furious altogether, but and like pretty pretty sad. But it's not enough. That's it's gonna cause me. To like riot well
2: what about the job market how do you guys feel about that one
0: i understand i understand why why they're definitely like because you you do need an income to support yourself
2: don't you think that the government should be doing more shouldn't they be providing more relief shouldn't that be the primary concern and not necessarily quote unquote going back to work
1: or these one-time payments that are ineffective because you can teach a man to fish and they could feed themselves for a day I mean, uh, you can fish for a man. <laughs> Let me restart that. I mean, it's kind of like that saying, you know, you teach, you give a man a fish, and he'll eat for the day. But if you teach a man a fish, they'll eat for a life.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like decipher, deciphering through your your proverbs, whatever. But you know, no, no, I no, I think, I think actually, I think I do agree with that. I think the government should provide more relief. I think one-fifth Americans applied for unemployment or something like that. Dude, it's crazy.
1: We're at an unprecedented time of unemployment. You'll never see these numbers ever again in a different situation.
2: I did want to just circle back. You know, in terms of once we do actually find a cure, do you feel like there's going to be a lot of anti-vaxxers and people that are already against vaccines that will probably say, no, I'm not taking this? And aren't we just going to be in the same, like, repetitive cycle where we have to maintain social distancing forever?
0: Oh, I, I hate that. Anti-vaxxers. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> like, it just those people just make, I think they're just the top of my list. I'm a strong believer of, like, science altogether. Not even just because I work in healthcare. Maybe actually, maybe I have a bias because of that. But, like, it's literally proven that these things happen. Like, why don't people just listen to it? But you're talking about that like that new wave like social distancing forever i don't i don't think so i don't think that's going to happen i mean people are really not social distancing right now
1: but these companies and these businesses will have to enforce it in order to have a reputable pr like a public image
0: oh yeah even even when pe- when whenever whenever they declare this crisis is over there's still going to be people that's going to be wearing masks i think i i think i'm going to still be wearing masks
1: Oh, I think we definitely should for like till like at least a year after like you need to let that shit settle. Yeah. And what I we can go into a whole rabbit hole here about like mutations and uh can our vaccine keep up with this? Because I mean our flu vaccine supposedly they're seeing even like it's mutating to a point where they're not sure if the vaccine is as effective for certain strains.
0: There, what do you call it? My mom actually told me the other day, I don't know how true this is, but she was saying that like that COVID mutated a little bit and I was like, come on. We didn't even we didn't even go through the first, we didn't even get we didn't find a cure yet. <laughs> how did, how do did even how do even mutate with like what 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 resistance?
2: A lot of people compare the whole uh what's going on with COVID to the Spanish flu and the whole first wave and second wave thing. So that's definitely a fear that I feel a lot of people have is that this, you know, virus is gonna come back like ten times stronger.
0: If this virus comes back ten times stronger. All right. All right. I I think that's the, the, the time that I I might have to buy my my Glock. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: right. How is it like having a girlfriend during this time that works in healthcare, bro? Well,
0: well. Say hi, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. She is she gonna? I don't even know if she's gonna get this part this far into the podcast. But hey, I I want to say which is which is not really that that good altogether? I'm gonna say it hasn't really much changed, and it's been good in our benefit because we like she um, works. She she gets this like free healthcare housing.
1: What else is free though? There's, you mentioned that you know, housing is free for her. Like what else? Uh, opportunities are you guys capitalizing on? This amazing
0: promotion just ended five days ago. Pesh. What 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 amazing promotion? I don't know about it. It was. It was the McDonald's promotion. If you're a healthcare worker, you go to any McDonald's and you show your ID. You say, Can I get a thank you meal? And you can get you can the breakfast version or you can get the lunch and dinner version, but you can get a free McDonald's at any at any at any McDonald's you can get a free meal. And this meal because I memorized it. You can get a double cheeseburger. Or a six-piece McNuggets, or a filet of fish, and then you get a a side of small fries, and then you can get any size drink that you want. So what you can really do, and I've actually done this—I went to one time. I went to McDonald's three times in one day, and then that promotion lasted two weeks. So ever since really this entire like COVID thing happened, I would assume that this is this how it is for all health. I know it's how, how this is how it is for my mom and also my girl as well. Like, we get free, like, food all the time. Like, I haven't I haven't paid for food for the past two weeks.
1: I mean, shit, man. That's the least we can do to help you out.
2: I really hope we do find a cure soon, you know, so everyone can go back to working.
0: I don't know if you guys saw it too, but actually now that I'm thinking about for a vaccine, I know that Johnson & Johnson say they were doing trial or they, they're about developing or the finalizing a cure for this entire thing and vaccine, but it won't be until like 2021. And, and that's actually a, a realistic like time. Like vaccines do not, especially even in, in, a, in an emergency scenario, like it's not like, it's not going to be here in the next few months. It's definitely going to be here in the next year. I don't know. It's just so much, so much pressure because it's like, what if you're, what if you're a state, That's, like, enforcing all these things, but all the states around you, there's like, all these, the governors are just, like, just baiting each other to just open up the entire, like, open up everything again.
1: I mean, the fucking head of our whole COVID response, Mike Pence, doesn't believe in science, so.
2: And how about our reopening economy team? You got fucking Vince McMahon of WWE. (laughs)
0: when i saw that i was like no way this is a a meme this is a meme i mean i I like wwe and all but like that was my childhood oh did you guys see that actually um wwe it's still going on yeah my parents were watching it yesterday
2: it's an essential business declared by florida
0: I I don't, I don't understand.
2: <laughs> well, let me tell you why it is an essential business. Let me tell you. Vince McMahon's wife is a huge Trump supporter.
0: Yes, she is, I'm the McMahon.
2: Yep, she's a huge Trump supporter and she is she gave a very generous donation. All of a sudden, you know, Vince McMahon is part of the reopening the economy team and WWE is an essential business. <laughs>
0: That's the NFL is, is canceled. NBA season canceled. NHL season canceled. But we got WWE. Canceled.
2: But we still got to see Edge versus Randy Orton. And that's all that matters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but- so, those, that, that era, that, that, those were good era. That was a good era.
1: It's crazy because we have life is such a rat race. And now all of a sudden we're being told to do nothing. And doing nothing is the best thing to do. But we are so like mentally tired of doing nothing
2: that's because we're just we've trained ourselves for so long to constantly be on the hustle and the bustle. Do you think with what's happening with the nurses after COVID is over, should we be paying attention to their mental health?
0: There's um so a lot of programs actually right now. Um I even got an offer for from from my employer and also from different hospitals. They sent out that they they're providing free um free um counseling healthcare professionals and healthcare workers because you know wonderful. they do some crazy stuff every single day and you know being right there and people people die like I, I truly truly expect truly admire that that they that they're concerned for mental health
1: that's good to hear i think what you're all doing is really helpful for society and if there's any way we can help out always reach out to us and let everyone know right now in this moment right here. Feel free to shout out or say anything before we
0: wrap it up here. Just, just social distance. Keep on, keep on going. I know it's hard not see your loved ones sometimes. I know I'm not. I'm not really in that situation, but I know a lot of, definitely a lot, a lot of people are in that situation, and that could be just awful. At least for me, we can even talk about like the pay. The pay for like, or how are people actually being compensated rather than like getting like free like stuff? Um, I've seen that other they they give their employees like bonuses of I think um, I know like hospitals in New York that they gave um, a bonus to all their all their workers of one uh, of of twelve hundred and other places they gave I think. Like they would do, I think 1.5, like for my, for my girl, they didn't get any compensation um, whatsoever. They just get free meals. And I think that's kind of messed up for For me. So this is what I, I didn't say what, what exactly what pissed me off. So I was wondering what's going to be my compensation. So at one point it was just me, another person, and my manager who was there for two weeks because everyone else either like they, they either were not there for whatever reason, or they, they got infected with covid so it's like 70 over 75 percent of my team just vanished all there and i was wondering and i got so stressed because i was like i'm not trained in certain equipments like other people like me and this this other person where we were just really we were new hires and everyone else above us they were all like kind of like they've been at least here for at least two years or they're trained in so many different types of stuff what my company did was like, which kind of makes me mad <laughs> because i'm just like come on like really like i i hear all these stories of compensation i like, give me this so what they did they're instead of like giving a bonus or everything they just get they just said that they're going to give five extra days uh, extra days of paid vacation and i can't use it until august i i would rather get something like compensated like m- monetary value i know like you can't really put a price on life but at least like time spent well yeah, like, like, I was literally the only person here. Like, where's, where's my compensation for that?
2: Essential workers in general should be fairly compensated.
0: Definitely. But unless you finally see it in your face, unless you're finally in the hospital and you see, like, there's people a- actively dying and then you're seeing all this mess besides just numbers on the screen, the toll it takes and everything, unless they're finally c- exposed to that. Like, I don't think people are just gonna care
1: but we i eris uh, i really respect what you're doing and i shout out to mama rafael and your girl thank thanks for coming on the show eris great episode uh, everyone got great things to hear from you really appreciate it bye,
0: bye. <laughs> bye. thank you thank you
1: wow sam you know, hearing it from Harris, like compensation being one of the things on his list. You know, a lot of people right now are, are looking for that too. Not just uh, essential workers and people that are already working. Like, fortunately, I have a job right now. And it just makes me sometimes think like I'm in a very lucky situation. There's a lot of things going on and a lot of people not able to work because they just physically can't.
2: The aftermath of what's going to happen after COVID for all these people that have lost their jobs... It's it's definitely going to be scary. I really, truly hope that there's some sort of a forgiveness plan where it, things such as rent and mortgage is forgiven and not just for, you know, for as long as it takes for us to actually find a cure and for us to stop, like, isolating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we fucking did it, Sam. Again. Episode two in the fucking books. <laughs>
2: Please like it. Guys, I'm begging. Please. <laughs>
1: and um don't forget, guys, please like, follow, comment, subscribe, review, anything you can do to support us. It's all appreciated. Let us know what we can do better, of course. I'm gonna throw on motherfucking Gravity. <laughs> Check him out on SoundCloud. Left the link. Enjoy. Peace.
3: Life and it wasn't cheap. Mama crying while her tears running down her cheeks. Begging me, son, please stop. I don't wanna see you end up six feet deep. But she already seen I was already caught up over east. Where they killing the rats and having shootout with the police. My niggas really in them streets. And when it's war time, we don't wanna hear the word peace. And if you thuggin', you better keep your peace. One love, east. Eastside, Eastside. Yeah, I chose the devil riding, bitch. I made it out early in the morning like a star. You can call me Lucifer. No, I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. It's my loved ones. So I sit back on reminisce while I'm rolling up a slit. Yeah, I chose the devil riding, bitch. I made it out early in the morning like a star. You can call me Lucifer. No, I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. Miss my loved ones, so I sit back and reminisce while I'm rolling up the split.